What's up, fellas? Hey, man. What's going on? Not too much. This is uh, part two of Insecurity. I wanted to get together and actually just build some context onto the conversation we had last week. So um, might take a deeper dive. We might be a little bit more vulnerable in, in the questions we're going to ask each other. Uh, but actually, we have a, a special guest that you are all familiar with, Lo Myrick. And uh, how you doing, Lo? I'm great. And I just need to correct what you just said. We <laughs> might take a deeper dive. You're definitely going deeper. We're taking a deeper dive. All right. <laughs> and, for, and for context, when I listened to the last episode, I just had so many questions. And I was like, what about this? What about that? What about that? And I gave you guys a list. And I, I think it's just going to be easier for me to ask this. I mean, from my coaching perspective and that background, yeah. I think it'll just help people understand, you know, the mindset behind, behind the decisions you made, also how you learn from them and then how that shaped you as a person going forward. Yeah, we agree. We agree. So I'm excited for what we're about to release to the world. So uh, without further ado, Lo, we're just going to let you run with it. Okay. Um, Chris, I want to start with you, your story about singing, which I thought was like powerful in a super sad way. I mean, oh. singing, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys felt that, that way, but it from the way that you explain it, that you love singing more than soccer and the fact that you gave it up and you literally didn't sing for years. I mean... That's life-altering. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. So uh, I guess to give some, some background, uh, yeah, I absolutely, even to this day, love singing more than I love soccer, which is a shocker to most people because I love soccer. But yeah, you played professional soccer. Singing is just naturally brings me joy. Like I don't have to try to sing. It just happens and it's fun soccer I was like I had to work hard to even get as good as I was and I still wasn't playing in the Premier League I still wasn't playing in the MLS um so I still wasn't that good out of you know even playing at a high level but I think for me what it what it came down to was I didn't want my I didn't want to allow myself to be vulnerable in an area that I love so much again. I think what happened though was that you were vulnerable in the that first area. Yep. Yeah, in, in that audition. And then you weren't met with any type of acknowledgement or reception. And you didn't know at the time how to ask. I think, Brandon, you asked last week, you know, why didn't you get ask. constructive feedback yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you're in seventh grade. Like, who the yeah. knows how to ask for that yeah absolutely yeah just I wasn't mature enough at that time and I mean that's what the the director the choir director said um obviously for for different reasons but looking back I wasn't mature enough to ask the right questions yeah. uh, I think even as adults we don't always ask the right questions so uh for me to to be in seventh grade to ask that question would have been I mean that would have been phenomenal that would have been yeah. awesome 
yeah, no, I think that's something that we should all do more of. Like, let's get curious around our, I don't want to call that a failure, but I'm air quoting failure, but yeah. let's get curious around failure and, and things that happen in our lives rather than shut, shutting down. For sure. And my other question, which I also think Brandon alluded to was what made you shut down and, and instead like, why not try to prove them wrong? Because it was something hmm. so close to you. Do you, and you might not know, yeah. like you said. Um, no, that's a good question. So, I think what made me shut down was, I think it went back to the fear of, you know, obviously we have all these. This is a this was a big insecurity of mine, but I, I think it went back to not wanting to be vulnerable obviously but i think even further than that i didn't want people to to look at me so the whole shutdown piece anytime i shut down it was because of an, like other insecurities of people saying i was immature or people saying um you know or me not fitting in or me people not liking me so i i knew or this was my pers- perspective at the time. If I if I shut down, if I just become quiet, no one can say I'm immature because you know I'm not doing anything. Uh, but two, um, you know, if if you don't like me because I was loud and ambunctious, rambunctious before, well, now you should have no reason to not like me. So I think there was a lot of different things going on at that time. Again, I was as a child. Uh, that I was trying to avoid as I got older. But again, those things always come back later in life. So yeah. It was like you were putting like a, like a protective shell Absolutely. around the insecurity yeah. by going quiet in a sense. Yeah, like, and that's why I said last time, like most people had no idea who I was. You know, I, I could have easily, even through, if I wouldn't have shown people in college, even my buddies in college wouldn't have known mm-hmm. because I had, done it for so long it was easy at that point when I think you talked about you created this persona in college do you want to say a little <laughs> bit about that uh, I think th- so the persona came from me wanting to get away from who I was growing up from my childhood middle school elementary uh, high school um, I think because I was so scared to be myself for so long um, and I allowed people to to walk all over me for so long that when I got to college, I was like, no one knows me. I'm literally 21 hours drive away from my home. I can be whoever the heck I want to be. And, and that's what I did. Now, obviously, the decisions I made when I was at college, I, I later found out I didn't I didn't like the person I was becoming, which then I changed it. But at that time, all I cared about was I don't I don't really care if you like me or not. I'm going to do me and attract the right people, even though deep down, yeah, you still care. I still cared. But my actions, you know, no one would have really known unless you were in my circle. Um, but you kind of went be, beyond the I don't care, I'm going to do me and <laughs> were potentially doing things that weren't in alignment with your true self. Oh yeah, I did so many things that didn't align with my values. That's why I, later on I had to change it. 
because I didn't like the person I created. I didn't like who I Yeah, so it was like the, the pendulum swung the other direction. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, growing up, I was a quiet... Well, quiet, but I was like the choir soccer boy. Like, I was super... Like, I focused on soccer. Girls were not even... Like, I didn't even care. You know, like, maybe one or two girls I hung out with. But I wasn't... You know, I was so focused on soccer, I could have cared less. Um, but I think that allowed certain relationships uh, you know, to go the way that they did and whatnot. But once I got to college, um, everything is like in this fake world. Like we live in a dome. So I was like, I literally could do whatever I want. So I did. Um, and I don't regret any of it. It was fun. It allowed me to uh, have the perspective I have today and actually realize like, man, I don't, I don't think I like the person that I'm that I've created, right. um, which is a whole nother topic because it took me like five years to get away from that person to like, and then, then like find the middle ground. Yeah. To like the person you see today is not who I was in college. And a lot of people still remember me from that time, which, you know, uh, it, it is, it is what it is. Can't change it. But yeah. the person I am today, I'm proud to say I'm not that person anymore. No, it was everything. This is my question, I guess. All right, you, you shifted, you changed, you created this persona about yourself to shield whatever pain you may experience from mm -hmm. being the same person you once were, right? Right. But I, I think college allows you, obviously, to, to be whoever you want to be because nobody knows you from that, that place, right? So was yeah. everything negative about who you became? In college? Yeah. No. So I think the, the beauty of what I found was another reason I, I stopped singing and just looking back was singing in a choir was not the cool thing to do. Like for, for me, for my per perception at the time, I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, high school musical, everybody's doing that. Like we can be athletes and sing. I mean, Zac Efron made it look cool. Uh, yeah, Zac, right, Disney. No, so <laughs> I'm not Zac Efron. So once I got to college, I was like, wait, I can, I can act, I can sing, I, and I can play sports, and you get the girl, like, plural? Like, okay, <laughs> like, okay, so that's why, like, who I started, like, creating myself to be, those were, like, not all of that was positive, but I think getting back into singing, getting back into who I truly was as far as uh, the artistic side of that outside of sports, um, I really think that was like the positive thing because now the who you see, like I have no problem going, like if we're out and somebody hands me a mic and singing because that's, that's me. I'll embrace it all day. But before, if I didn't have that, that, that experience in college, and if you would have just stayed in that shell, oh yeah, I think to DeMichael's point, like there was great learning in what you did, but then it still took time, like you said, five years to unlearn some of that stuff. Yeah, easy. Um, some of the more negative things. We should always learn from from our past. Like and that's why I don't. That's why I said I don't have regrets because I've taken the time to become aware and to like learn from it. And hopefully not make the same mistakes. That's the that's the key. We don't have to be perfect. the The key is to to learn from your past, learn from the decisions you made, and 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 make different decisions. So, yeah, I think if I can chime in real quick, yeah. I think the cool thing is you had your Stefan and your Urkel moment. 
for sure. But I think because uh, you said something, you said something. I think just now was key. You said uh, uh, that period of time allowed you to give back to singing. Yeah. Right. I think the persona you created gave you the confidence to be who you want to be, regardless. For right? sure. So although there were negative aspects to it, which you I mean you were young, you were college, you do stupid things, but. Right. That period of time allows you to build confidence within yourself again to get back to what you what you said just now, what I love to do, which is sing, right? Mm-hmm. You can go right now to doggone, uh, what's that? Uh, Just Bucket Shop? Just Bucket Shop. Hey. And sing all night in front of a bunch of strangers and be confident as hell. That's, right? that's free words, promotion, Jeff. Right? So, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's cool. Oftentimes, we take our pain and we create things to shield it. Yeah. If you allow it to, it can build strength within it. As well, for sure. Uh, but no, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. There's a really cool, DeMichael, I'm glad you said that because there's a cool study that they did, you know, they, air quotes, uh, with a group of kids. And they, they broke kids up. It was like kindergarten, first graders. They broke them up into three different groups and they gave every kid a set of keys and a lock. And they said, you have to figure out how to unlock, you know, which key like unlocks this lock. First group, that's all they told them. Second group, they said, I want you to pretend you're your favorite superhero and try to do this. And then the third group, they're like, here's the superhero costume. You're in it. Like, you are, you know, Batman or whatever, Superman or Catgirl, whatever. Catgirl. Is that even a... I made that up. (laughs) Catwoman. Supergirl. Uh, First group, those kids quit way sooner mm. second group they lasted a little bit a little bit longer third group lasted the longest because they had this mindset of i am someone else that is stronger than me mm. and i think that's really cool like we all have i mean it's not just kids like we all have the ability to do this like oh when you put this like oh i'm gonna act as though i'm this like maybe a mentor or someone that you look up to you can do things you ne- you didn't necessarily think you could and it kind of sounds that's what you did like you almost created this persona in order to get over the fear of things yeah which you know and then you keep the good parts and then you get rid of the, the bad parts for sure but i think it's a, a really cool lesson we can all learn of what if we take away our limiting beliefs of ourselves and that kind of helps us drop those insecurities mm-hmm. and and step into our our true power. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, should we go to Brandon? Uh, yes. Okay. So your story was mm. working in the service industry. What I what I heard from that was more of a a feeling of fear and feeling trapped mm-hmm. is that yeah accurate i mean that's what yeah towards the the end i mean i started in service industry i was 19 so like the first two and a half years i was still in college and that was like the lifestyle like mm-hmm. it was sick and it was awesome but at least like from the outside looking in like what i thought was awesome yeah um and I would say, like, I think I said last time, probably when I hit, like, after graduation, maybe, like, 22, 23, um, and I kind of realized, like, is this is this it? Um, and I tried for ownership at that time, and it wasn't available, um, so that was kind of, like, the, the ceiling, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's when it started, like, setting in, like, hey, how come everyone that I'm the boss of is older than me and they're still, like, doing the same thing, you know? Um, 
and the fact that I was looking at people like they would say like look five ten years down the road and I was like looking at the owner and I'm like I don't want that dude's life at all um and then it starts setting in like okay like I've only been in the service industry like what else am I going to do with my college degree at this point um and obviously you see the external factors like everyone moving on around you and sense of moving on just like getting a job and beginning their career um and I think that's when the fear of change started like really hitting and making me realize like all right I know I don't want to do this but I don't know what I'm gonna do next um and I think that's kind of when the insecurity started like brewing and then once I realized that it's like not what knowing was the insecurity that started brewing the fear of change um and I think the insecurity that stemmed from that was like not me not knowing the next step and that's something I thought about each and every single day like okay everyone else has like has seemed to figure it out like why can't I figure it out was um, it insecurity this might not be right I'm just asking mm-hmm. was it ever insecurity of like I'm not good enough to do anything else or was it just just I don't know how to get out of this Honestly, I don't think it was a fear of I'm not good enough because I've always been that person that no matter what I do, I'm going to do it to my best ability and, and, and crush it. Um, I just think it was the ability of not knowing. Like, I started getting insecure of like, okay, I, why don't I have an idea of like what I want to do next? I, why don't I have an idea of like who to reach out to and take that next step? Like, what's, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I figure that out? Um, and I think that's why I started like, partying on the weekends and get into that lifestyle so I would just like forget about just it just to numb yeah the responsibility on the outside looking in like money was great and all that stuff and living the the party life but it's like when I look down the road it's like not what I wanted yeah um, and I think that's kind of where the insecurity brewed of like I need to figure this out and for some reason I just couldn't how did you so you numbed for a while oh yeah how did you eventually start like, what did you, did you have a moment where you broke through where you're like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to reach out to someone or like, what was the process of, I am now going to start to make steps to get out of this? Um, honestly, association, there was a complete shift in my association, probably when I turned 20, either 23 or 24, like in the middle of that year. And that's when I actually ran into like to Michael and Chris and a couple other uh, gentlemen as well. And like the perspective, the mindset that they had, and honestly, I went from like a short-term mindset of like, okay, I'm working like week to week to try and make as much money as possible to like, what's actually like my long-term goal? Like, what am I looking to accomplish out of life? And how am I gonna get there? Because right now where I'm at, I'm not gonna get there. Um, And after, I was probably stubborn for like a year where I still knew them and I started getting good input, um, but my output was still the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the fear of change still like, thriving inside me um and honestly it was just like one day cold turkey where I just walked in my boss's office and gave him three weeks notice um but I would say the power association is definitely what triggered the the mindset to switch how Um, did you meet them like how did you what made you come into contact with them I guess was it a purposeful thing or was it random no I mean I mean I believe in in the man of above so I think it was for a reason but um we I didn't know if it was like something you sought out. You're like, I need to stop hanging out with these oh, people no. and find better friends. No, I was honestly like, I admit, I was full on like stuck, like stuck in association. Um, and I think fear of changing association because quote unquote, I was having fun and doing all these things with them. And they were my like, boys for the last, whatever, seven, eight years. Um, but no, running into DeMichael was honestly like 
at a party through like a mutual friend um, that worked with him or something like that. Yeah. It was like one of my uh, one of my college buddies. Yeah. Um, but that was to me, it, it happened for a reason. And for that's sure. Kind of when the perspective was like, oh crap! Like these people think different and actually have like a plan. Like I need to like. Start and that was like the that. first time that you really were exposed to that type of thought process. Thought process. One hundred percent. I. Uh, the people I surrounded myself with had the same mindset as me and being in that industry and I was there for probably 10, 11 hours a day, five, six days a week, running two places, but everybody I was around had the same mindset as me. Like, yeah, I'm just here to make money, do as much as possible and then live it up on right. whatever you're off to. You're just work. consumed with it. Yeah. It was a quote unquote lifestyle for a while. No, no, it was a lifestyle. I don't think yeah. there are quotes. <laughs> I don't think there's air yeah, quotes yeah, yeah. It was that. It was lifestyle. And I, like Chris, going back to what Chris said, like I don't regret it. Like the connections I made through that, and like the networking was awesome, and the learning curve was insane. Yeah. Um, and I think I benefit from that now. Um, I just wish I would have had that change of heart and that shift in my mind sooner. Uh, but I think it takes time just to realize, like, obviously you have to identify what's wrong. Right. Um, realize the fear was there and that's where my insecurities were kind of being drummed up from. Um, and that was mostly from the external factors that were going on around me and seeing other people kind of move on, if you will, like yeah. I mentioned earlier. Um, and then it just got to the point where I was like, all right, that's, that's it. Like I've yeah. met people that have like another way, different, a different vision. Like I need to figure out that and like remove myself. Yeah. And there's a th kind of like a theory and an understanding in the space that I'm in that, you people don't make a change until where the the change that they could make in this unknown is less scary than staying where they are mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you feel like that's accurate yeah i mean I, I can literally remember down to the the pinpoint of like why i left or what triggered the ultimate decision was like uh i forget i was working it was like 1 30 a.m or something like that um, and my mind was already off of the money at this point, probably for like two weeks, realizing like, hey, I'm not worried about making six figures anymore in this industry, like I need to do something else. Um, and I was pouring water for some college student that was inebriated, um, <laughs> and I just like looked around like the other coworkers, nothing, nothing against them, nothing against the environment, I was like, that's it, like I'm done, I yeah. gotta do it, and like for some reason I just like was able to overcome the fear there, but to your point, yeah, I think it was just like a... It was a build-up over yeah. a year. Though. Oh, it was building up over a year of being stubborn and kind of just like sweeping it under the rug. Like, oh, I'm not insecure. It's just like, I'm not ready to lose this money yet and just kind of keep telling myself that. Yeah. And I was like faking myself out um, until that exact moment when I was pouring that glass of water and I was like, nah, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. And then you quit. Yep. And then how did you... Then what? I literally quit on a Monday. I gave it my three weeks, cold turkey, and that night I went home and applied to... A million sales jobs yeah and then start taking interviews like that week yeah and by the grace of god i got a job within like two weeks mm. yeah <laughs> but it was amazing. um yeah. yeah it was it was an awesome feeling but at the same time it i wish i would have made it a little bit sooner um and conquered it conquered the insecurity realizing like it's just a battle with myself yeah, and that's okay. I mean, it takes time for that. But now for you sure. know you're not going to let that happen again. I don't know. You have that lesson for the rest <laughs> of your life. That's what I'm saying. As long as you learn from it, it's, uh, I believe it's worth it. You said, you said something key that I wanted to touch on just because I'm a firm believer in when you've experienced like your past, the, the things you've experienced, the things I've experienced. Um, obviously, we're going to get to DeMichael in a second. But like 
we can take everything that we've learned and then the growth and now teach other people mm-hmm. how to get through them. I'm a firm believer in if you've never experienced the things I've experienced, it is ve- it's very hard for me to sit here and, and take advice if I know you haven't experienced. You don't have to experience everything, but there has to be some level of like... Hardship? Hardship, some level of maybe like, man, like that period of your life, you just did something dangerous you know like just some element of yeah i mean it doesn't, i know exactly what you're saying i think it comes down to do they the saying is like do they have fruit on the tree mm-hmm. like have they it could have been whether it was partying or going out like college life or right it could have been something crazy where they went from like a, a rags riches story where right. they overcame a bunch of stuff right but as long as they have something that they can their story they have a story that they've written already and they can show you like i've overcome before mm-hmm. and it's mostly about the mindset it doesn't really matter what you've overcome like exactly. everything's different is, yeah, yeah exactly as far as that but it's the mindset of overcoming yeah and then becoming and i think that's what you're alluding to like if they have fruit on the tree yeah. like yeah I'll, I'll listen to you but if you don't like you just got away where you're getting your advice for from. sure and yeah. i i truly believe i know 100 percent. if i would have continued to be the person i was high school on up until this point no one would no one would follow me no one would listen to me because i didn't do anything mm-hmm. i literally Played soccer and went to church and like you hung out with family. You stayed St- stayed, yeah. I stayed so safe, bro. Oh, like boy. you have no idea. <laughs> like I was in so many environments where I easily I was telling Lo this. Um, so many environments where I easily could have just been like jumping off the deep end, you know, and never did anything just because I was afraid of what people would think. Mm-hmm. And but now, like I know how many people each of us can can teach and walk through certain situations because of our experiences. I think that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's, that's super powerful. I, and I liked, before we go to, to D, I really liked, Brandon, what you said, overcoming, then becoming. Because mm. that's huge. Mm-hmm. You should write that that's down. That's a post, bro. That's a post. <laughs> anyway, I, I read a book. I read a book. I'm not taking credit for it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's true. Any any um like last or parting thoughts you have just as you were reflecting on that whole scenario and what you've learned or or something you tell yourself? If I could go back, like what I would tell myself. Other than like figure this shit out sooner. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's obviously number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's just um, if something pops up and you believe it's insecurity, but you're trying to brush it off, like just deal with or it. Or fear. Yeah, just acknowledge it and. As soon as you acknowledge it, I think that's the hardest part. But once you do, you can begin the process to overcome it. Begin. Yeah, so I yeah. think the biggest thing you just have to realize is, obviously it'll start being a trend and you can realize and be like, all right, this is this is something I need to address. Um, and don't push it off. I think the biggest thing is just not to push it off and, and tackle it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, though, it, it doesn't go away. No, it's a, no. It's a battle. Yeah, that's... Uh, right, so you, you overcome it. You took action, you left, but the insecurity is still within you. All right, so how do you continue to fight it? To tell you the truth, I don't think it's like relevant to my life anymore. Mm-hmm. Like in certain instances, maybe, but like ever since I made that change, like I'm not afraid to make any more changes. Same thing with you. Well, that yeah, that's the like thing obviously like... there'll be certain instances if I put myself in a certain situation, but like yeah. I think there's slightly different examples too. Yeah. Like this is more of, to me, and this is my perspective, like Brandon was more fear-based where you, where Chris's was truly an insecurity of not being personally accepted. It was almost like a, 
it was like an internal him thing versus an external job thing yeah. for you, for your yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I think, yeah, I, it definitely pops up. And so I'm very much, I don't like to be afraid of things. So if I feel like a, a sense of fear or something come over me, I know I have to go do it. It could be literally whatever, skydiving. It could be talking to someone like um, that I don't know. Like it could be whatever it is. But if I feel that sense of fear, I I have to go do it because that insecurity, like you said, mm -hmm. that's still there. It was there my whole life, so it doesn't go away. I just have to be strong enough to to tell it to shut up. Yeah, and yeah, you've done it before. Voice. Yeah. yeah, you've done it before, so you know what to do. Now. Absolutely. Yeah, so the mindset changes on how to handle yeah. the problem. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Of course, of course. Of course. All right, D. So your story was about stuttering, which mm -hmm. is like knowing you now is so. <laughs> it's funny because you are such a confident speaker and and not just in in presentations but in just communication and you can tell and you've said you've worked on it i i have a couple of questions how did that shape your personality as you were growing up uh, the stuttering piece mm -hmm. i don't know so I, I think for me it was uh and i kind of covered this a little bit last time but I, I think a lot of it when you were when you were a kid like kids are are vicious mm -hmm. right uh, when you said by the way when you said your close friends and like other people made fun of you i was like your close friends yeah. made fun of you that yeah. sucks yeah. Those are the close friends are the worst <laughs> they are the worst Nah, so we legit like my uh some of my closest friends but they were just joking or whatever, but they would uh make make comments or mock me or whatever. And I think that uh in the early phase of me, it affected me. It affected me and it uh forced me to I guess almost shut down in a way in terms of uh not communicating. But I think the power of having a family I had uh I've always been taught to, to be a fighter, be resilient, mm -hmm. uh and figure things out. So but that problem, that carried hell through my life still to this day. And uh, in college, you know, it was the same thing. So I think the best thing, and I've always been a talker. Mm. <laughs> I always talk. And so I, I think uh, I had to learn uh, and really focus on, am I going to allow this thing to control me and hold me back from saying what I want to say or going up to a, a, a female or a business partner or whatever and, and say what I got to say I'm afraid I may stutter or get stuck on the word. Nah, I can't do that. So I learned how to, I'm still learning to this day, but I learned how to master the art of communicating uh, so that I can begin to get what I wanted to get, which is uh, listening, ears, yeah. uh, understanding. Uh, and I don't know, like uh, uh, Moses stuttered. You know, really, I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Moses had a bad stutter, which, which is why when God called him to to lead uh, the, uh, uh, the Jews out of Egypt, he said, "Why me? Mm -hmm. I can barely speak." Right? Mm -hmm. And that's why he had his brother the whole time when the brother was talking for him. Yeah. Uh, so man, I don't know, man. It's it's an interesting thing. But it's really interesting that you. I mean, it did. You said it shut you down briefly, mm -hmm. but I mean, Chris, I think you said you shut down for like. How many years singing? Uh, shoot, middle school Ballpark. to, I mean, eight? 
<laughs> almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Whereas to Michael, yours was a shorter time. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to develop this skill. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I just do, I think it's interesting to compare, not compare, but like just see the differences yeah. in this because it was something you were good at and you were just like, no. Mm-hmm. And to Michael's, you're just like, you were bad at it. And you're like, okay, I'm going to fix <laughs> yeah. this now. Yeah. I mean, so one, when you got to talk, right? Right. <laughs> Like, yeah. you don't have to sing, but I have to talk. True. Um, <laughs> true. So, so it's like, I ain't had no choice. I mean, you could have just stayed real quiet. <laughs> truthfully, truthfully, truthfully. So I think, um, one, playing sports as well played a factor. Because I've always been in a, a spot of leadership from that standpoint. So I have my guys I'm communicating with as communicate effective from that standpoint, too. So there was things in my life where... I had no choice. I had to figure out how to master if this thing. If you wanted to be successful. If I wanted to succeed in the areas that were, I was pursuing, whether it was sports, mm-hmm. which at that point in time was huge for me. I got to college. I was uh, in student government. Uh, so that was a big part as well. Um, and so I had my hands in a lot of different things that required communication. Mm-hmm. So I had to put time into learning how, not really learning how, but, but being focused on slowing down, mm-hmm. enunciating. It was that uh, is learning. I mean, you yeah. were developing a skill. I mean, yeah. and, every, and I think the skill of communication develops for every yeah. single person. Yeah. But it's interesting. I think it's really important for everyone to just note here that you knew your core values and the other things you were pursuing, and you were like, I am not going to let this one thing deter me from what is important to me. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you knew it at that time, yeah. right? But yeah. you were like, I want to do these Thing, student mm-hmm. government and sports and whatever I'm not going to let this prevent me from yeah. that yeah. that's huge and that's like we talked about in the past yeah. we talked about pursuing goals and not letting obstacles get in the way of them mm-hmm. no so I think uh, what you said just now is very key I think people do allow whether it's fear of, of, of being made fun of it's fear of making a change uh, they allow those things to keep them where they are mm-hmm and I think the worst thing you can do is nothing. You know, I think that's yeah. anything. And I'll be damned if I keep myself in a spot that I don't want to be in out of fear of them making fun of me. Like, I mean, nah, at the end of the day, I mean, they're going to grow or I'm going to learn. Yeah. One of the two. Um, just, hopefully, I, both. Ho- hopefully, yeah, both, hopefully right? both. Hopefully both. Hopefully uh, both. That's how it is, man. I, I think um, I mean, this is good, man. This is uh, it's good to dive deeper into this stuff. I have yeah. another question for you, too, Dee. Go ahead. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting that you were, you decided to work on this and the, your friends and other kids were making fun of you. Did it make you lash out mm-hmm. at other people and, and, and kind of try to make fun? Like a lot of people will deflect and, mm-hmm. and turn it, try to turn it on someone else. Or did that make you have compassion for others that were struggling or did it just have no... <laughs> Yeah, so honestly, I think this is uh, it's kind of like who I am today. Like I almost I consume things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so like when people, so when folks would like make comments back in the day, I wouldn't like I wouldn't lash out. I wouldn't say anything back to them. And actually, I would have people come and defend me. So I didn't have to say anything. Okay, so you because you too. just remain like the silent observer. Yeah, no, nah, so I I literally I take in what's being said and I, I study it. And for me, and it, I don't lie to you, man, it, at times, like, it was fun and games, and sometimes they got to a point to where, like, man, I was like, cool, like, it's, it's the same joke, same thing, it's, it's kind of enough. And then I would say something, definitely to my boy, like, yo, I cut it out, all right? Uh, 
But I think, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to really last. I consume and I analyze it in my brain and I figure out how, how to beat it, how to get around it. And so, yeah, a big part was trying to master so I can be successful in these areas, but also was it to make sure that I ain't got to deal with that shit my whole life. Yeah. So yeah. although I didn't like it, I'm not going to lash out and make fun of you and, and say, no, nah, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm going to learn how to beat it so you can't say anything else to me no more. Right. Uh, that was how I always handled things. How I was taught to handle things. Um, whereas I know, I know I could have lashed out. And a lot of people do. And that's yeah. why I wanted, because I think a lot of people, that's why bullies are bullies mm-hmm. most often. They start to lash out at others to point the attention away from themselves yeah. so that they don't get attacked. And I didn't think that you did. Yeah, I was yeah. just curious, like how that happened yeah. or, or what impact that made on you and how you interacted with others. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's so important for us to understand, like, redirecting, mm-hmm. you know, attention away from ourselves, like, doesn't change anything. No. And you're only hurting other people. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And, all, and all you're going to do is create more pain. Yeah. And ain't no point of that. So, uh, man, this is, this is some deep stuff. Man, you, you doing on the same for us? What? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, you want me to sing, come to Jeff's Bucket Shop? At, no, I'm just playing. We're in quarantine right now. We're not going anywhere. Do you got anything else, Mom? I don't think so. Um, I guess, okay, one, last ending question. How, and you kind of have answered this, um, how did you guys learn to love yourself and shift that insecurity into a strength? Hmm. <laughs> You want to go first? You go first. I mean, honestly, for me, it's 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 continuous uh, action. Like I I still I'm still learning to love myself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. If for most people that know me, they they're like Chris is probably the most confident as far as like how he carries himself um, every time you know. But they don't see how many times like I walk past the mirror and have to like give myself a pep talk and then keep moving you know what I mean like and obviously everyone (laughs) yeah I mean who knows if that's gonna be forever maybe I'm hoping one day I give myself that talk and I never have to do it again but as of right now the person I am I see myself in the mirror and I have I am written on my mirror so I am and whatever you know words and affirmations I I begin to speak it's all to to lift me up and and to love myself and, and show myself that, that love more. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's still continuous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've mastered it. No. But um, I don't I, think we, we will never master ourselves, and that's the beauty of growing and developing. Yes. But I think you said earlier, when you, like, instead of shutting down, mm-hmm. you realized that was never going to get you anywhere, and it's better to just own your true self and, and put yourself out, out there. Yes, absolutely. Like, I love performing. Like, I love, and I don't care what type of, whatever, just (laughs) throw me up front, let me me do my thing. I love that. So anytime I'm not doing that, and I'm just sitting there and I'm quiet, no, that's not me. And, and DeMichael sees that probably more than, DeMichael Brandon probably sees that more than anyone, because there's a lot of settings I'm in right now currently where I'm super quiet, I don't speak up, I don't, um, and that's something I I have to work on, mm-hmm. right? But it's not that I don't want to, it's just 
I haven't given myself, I don't know, I just haven't got to that level yet where I'm like, this is the arena where it's now it's time to kill it. Yeah. Because I know when it, when it, when we do kill it, it's game over, but it's just not there yet. But I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. I like that. No, I think, so for me, I, and I think this is for any, any situation you're in, like you turn your weakness into a strength uh, almost out of, uh, hell, necessity. But there's a quote that says, uh, he doesn't, he, it doesn't get easier, you get better. And I kind of alluded to that earlier, that question I asked you both in terms of, it's still there, how do you handle it now? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, like you said, I said it earlier too, but I, I could have chose one or two things, allow it to keep me where I was or learn how to conquer it and get better. That problem is still there. Right? There are still times when I speak and I stutter or, or I get stuck on a word and literally my brain is trying to put it out, but I can't. Seriously. And so it still happens to this day, but I've learned how to, I would say, I would say manage it, but almost control it in a way. Right? So I've gotten better with that. But um, hell, man, I think any weakness you have can always become a strength. Yeah. And then you can utilize that and show, hey, man, no, I am weak in this area, but I've done this. Like you were saying earlier, now he has an example he can share with somebody else. For sure. He's building your story, man. I think we all have weaknesses, mm-hmm. and you can allow it to control you, or you can control it, right? You have a weakness. You have a weakness. Yeah. Right? What's your weakness that you learn how to control and turn to a strength? I wasn't prepared to be asked uh, any <laughs> questions. <laughs> this is Iron Sharpens Iron. You have to expect the unexpected. <laughs> um... that's so tough not necessarily a weakness but I I talked about this before of I struggled growing up with being this like dork and an athlete and I was like I don't know what to do with this but the answer was really like just love and accept myself for who I am and be both of those things it wasn't like you had to pick either or just be you and Mm -hmm. own you and there's so much power in that and so and then by owning that like I became so much more confident I started attracting better people in my life because I was just showing up as me Mm -hmm. and literally like to me energy is a real thing and when you show up as who you authentically are Mm -hmm. and who you want to be then you start to bring people like people look at you and you're like oh like I want to like talk to that person you know Mm -hmm. and so that for me like that was my insecurity that I just realized I just had to love myself Mm -hmm. and and have the courage to put myself out there. But what I realize mm-hmm. is it's so much easier to just do that than try to fit in. Mm-hmm. She must have listened to episode one, Courage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. So she said, life got better. And it was me. like all the personal work I did over the past exactly. 10 years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So life gets better. Right? Life gets yeah. better, it doesn't get worse. But I think, and Chris, you are an example of all of this from the standpoint of right, your fear. You were told your whole life you couldn't sing. You're out of tune and this and that, right? Mm-hmm. But I got a video on my phone of you singing. The first time I saw it, and we were at uh, 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 Tilt. No, that's where Brandon's, Brandon's, Brandon's old. <laughs> and uh, you were singing uh, uh, Strawberry Wine. Strawberry Wine or Tennessee Whiskey? Was it Tennessee Whiskey? I thought it was Tennessee Whiskey. It was one of those songs. Yeah, like both of them, both but, of them are fire. I was like, <laughs> I was like yo, this boy can sing, man. But what's cool is when you, you even in your, when you have a weakness and you're, you're moving in your weakness, mm-hmm. you are giving people, other people confidence and hope. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh, damn, I can, I can go there and sing too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that was his strength. It was his strength. 
And it, but it was ah, the insecurity made, that turned it off. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I think it's a it's a little bit different. It's switched. It's switched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. I, yeah, I we, got you. <laughs> we got you. I do. Yeah. No. I mean, I still had to overcome that insecurity to get up there mm-hmm. because that was the first time I ever sang in front of y'all. And trust me, that whole time I was like, mm, Are they do gonna, I really? Want are they going to accept me? I feel like this question is big yeah. for people. Are they going to accept me? Are they going to like me? When you do put yourself out there, you know. Yeah, I mean that that childhood, uh, young Christopher still popped up at that moment, and I was like, you know what? Oh well, if they do, cool. If they don't, oh well. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, that's the answer, though. Yeah, you can gotta have that. I don't really give a damn mindset. Yeah, they like it or not. Yeah, All right, I'm gonna go do it. What's what's funny? Because I said this last time, I think when we, um, when we talk in front of crowds or whatever, before, man, my, before I go, I'm shaking, yeah. I'm nervous. And those first couple words are just, it's just literally, my, my voice is shaking. But then once I get going, literally, it smooths out, everything's easy because I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to just go do it. Yeah. And then you're good to go. Yeah. Man, this was fire. I appreciate both of you. Thank you, Lo, for, for the questions, interviewing uh, myself, so awesome, Brandon, DeMichael. Um, some key takeaways. I, I think there's so many things you could take away from this conversation. Um, but one, be true to you, right? And whatever fears you're facing, overcome them with action. You're not going to overcome them just by thinking about it. So. Uh, whatever insecurities you're facing, overcome it with action. The step you need to take is a lot smaller than you think. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, yeah. It's so much smaller than you than you think. So, um, thank you again. Uh, if you like this podcast, please share it. Please tag us. Um, please let us know what you think. We appreciate y'all. Thank you again. Love y'all. We're out.